Look, the saber-toothed tiger is live and well, and I'm trying to tell you right now, they've been pissed off the wrong quarterback. T-Law been to show the new rookie that his time is not yet. Trevor drops, looks, looks, fires back in the end zone, caught for the touchdown! Touchdown in the back of the end zone to Calvin Ridley and Jacksonville has taken the lead! How good is that? Under center is Trevor. Quarterback sneaky extended the ball into the end zone. Touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run by Trevor Lawrence. And Jacksonville extends the lead in NRG Stadium. Johnson puts it down. There's the kick. The 58-yard field goal is... It hits the crossbar. It is no good. It hit the crossbar and came back. The field goal is no good. And the Jags take over. It'll take a knee one time. Must win, baby. Came down to H-Town. Handle business. Duval. You, you battle for 60 minutes. We talk about this all week. And, and it seems like it comes down to this. You know? and, and listen, that's a good football team, man. That's a really good football team. Okay, You come on the road. You take care of business. We said last night in that team meeting, this is a blue-collar team. You just come to work, man. And it doesn't matter. Right when the plays come, you make them. And, and, and look, it, it's what I, what I hear. It's 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 greedy, not pretty. It doesn't have. Okay. Get back on this plane. Let's get ready to go. Ready? One, two, three. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and Oh My Pocket, Dylan Denmark. All right, everybody, welcome in. Happy Thursday morning to you, last day of November. Get your rabbit rabbit ready for December, a very successful December. It's the key to a successful December, I'm told. D-Rock, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Everybody good? Yeah? We're fine. A little good, feisty yeah. today, I feel like. Getting excited for Monday Night Football. Uh, sure. Uh, all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm more excited about Sunday not working. But, uh, you know, Monday will get here soon enough. But uh, I am excited for the Jags and the position that they find themselves in. Mostly excited this morning to uh, thank all of Jacksonville for the 16th straight year of ridiculous Mm -hmm. contributions. 265,000 plus is what we raised yesterday. Yeah. What wow. you all did yeah. yesterday. We didn't do anything. We just that sat here. Crazy. It is crazy, bro. I mean, we said the very first year we did it, we did $18,000 and we thought we crushed it. And we did. And it was fantastic. And that was fine too, you know? And all of it goes to benefit the J Fund who uh turns around and spends all that money to benefit families here on the First Coast. So 100% of it stays right here in Jacksonville, and that was just an amazing thing. So thank you to everybody who contributed, who uh, even if you couldn't, you know, you might not be in a position to do so. Maybe you'll do it next year. Maybe you won't. Whatever the case may be, thanks for putting up with us on our one-day-a-year where we don't focus as much on the sports programming as we do uh, the community around us. And uh, it's not for everybody. That's fine. We're back to normal business today, but just yeah. wanted to uh, express that uh, – Put that total out there. Yeah, you know, there are problems that are too big for, you know, an individual to handle, right? Like you'd have to get to the upper realms of politics to handle some of the issues that you may see going on around you. But kids that are and families that are dealing with cancer here in our area, we know we have a way to help, right? And it's not a complicated way to figure out how to help these kids and these families. The J Fund 
is an incredible organization. We're so proud to have any kind of affiliation with them and that they want to have an affiliation with us and that the city responds the way they do every year, that it keeps going up and up and up. It's it's incredible. The outpouring of love from the community. It's You have an opportunity to make an impact, and you can hear the people that you're impacting every year during the Radiothon as well. It's It's a blessing for us to be a part of it. You're a blessing to the families in this community that need it at a time that they're desperate to have it. Uh, by the way, you. this is the uh, My Cleats, My Cause week. Uh, so uh, kudos to Ross Matisic also repping the, the J Fund, cool. his cleats this week. Uh, and other fine charities as well will be represented. But I don't, I don't know what they are huh. so, <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but they'll be very worthy causes. I no guarantee you yeah. that. Uh, so D-Rock, Jags win. Back to their winning ways. Uh, get the dub over Houston uh, in what is – I think at this point, easily the most important game that they've played so far this year due to all the circumstances that went into uh, the week. And uh, what has been your experience uh, around the guys this week? Do they feel like they've accomplished something? Is it business as usual? Uh, what is the general mood around the team? We haven't talked to those guys this week. They had Monday. Oh, Tuesday. you didn't get it, n- nothing yesterday? Nope. They were off yesterday because the, the week is essentially moved back. Right. Today because like today is Wednesday. Not Thursday. Yeah. In their mind. I understand. So, yeah, today's the first day we're going to be actually around the players this week. What do you guess is their mood? <laughs> I think they're happy. Uh, looking forward to Monday night, these guys, you know, look, you can't play in the NFL without having a massive, uh, A, amount of talent, but B, a little bit of ego. And these guys all want to no, know everybody's watching on the Monday night football game, so they're excited about, you know, they're going to. Showing off. That's normal, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like everybody, You, you always that. wanted that, right? Yeah. When you were a kid, you wanted your parents to be at your ball games or, Absolutely. you know, your mm-hmm. your friends or whatever the case may be. And uh, you want a little audience if you're expecting to Absolutely. perform well. They're looking forward to it. We, they mentioned it a little bit, you know, end of last week, just kind of looking ahead that, hey, Monday Night Football, it's going to be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been the first time in a long time for the Jags. But it's I, 11. I, uh, I think it's going to become a habit. Obviously, I mean, this team's not going anywhere. They're going to be good for the foreseeable future. I hadn't looked into it yet, D-Rock, and again, it's Thursday, but it's really like Wednesday. Do we know how many players on the Jaguars roster have played in a Monday night football game? No, I have not gone through that. That's one of the things that I was going to go through today um, because, you know, I don't know how many have. Um, I'm going to – like No one drafted here Just Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but I'm going to go think, you know, maybe a, I would assume a Christian Kirk did um, just because, you know, the Kyler Murray thing, they might have been on. Maybe. A, maybe, maybe a right. Sunday. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah maybe. Because you know, were they that good? Were they Calvin a play? Ridley, it might have been a playoff year team. After, you yeah, know, Calvin Ridley might have been, been, a, been a my Monday guess. Um, so if, if Ridley did, then maybe Foyer. Um, In all honesty, put, putting the ESPN aside, and now it is different because you do it is streaming on Thursday night, right? I think the audience is, is going to be smaller on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Is it that much different, though, than playing in primetime on any other night? You still, It's still a different, you know, it, it, Monday versus Thursday, it's not the short week thing that you're dealing with, right? But it's still, you're the standalone game, you yeah. know, and people who want to watch football are going to be watching you. Well, I do and think I think as much of a big deal about it as anything is everybody else in the league is watching you. Like, they know all the guys who play with them are watching. But isn't that the case on Thursday and Sunday? It is for that, yeah. Like, you'll get a bigger audience on Monday night because it's on ESPN. Right. right? Like, just from a general audience with the players, the Thursday night thing with Foyer having the night that he did against New Orleans, that's a big deal. 
right? That's in front of your peers watching going, I knew this guy could do that, right? Like, look at him. That's what I see on tape, that guy doing that kind of stuff. Well, now it's Monday Night Football on ESPN. You get to do it in front of all your peers one more time. You're in a position to take control of the AFC and remain on top of the AFC, and now there's a bigger audience. And and the matchups are bigger generally on Monday night, Sunday night, than they are on Thursday night. Um, So, I I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys grew up. You know, as Chicago, Minnesota fans. was pretty. Uh... Well, I mean, at the, <laughs> yeah, it's still that, that was not good. I will, I will admit Oof. that that was not good. Oof. One of the teams uh, generally was better. in the playoff picture when it began. <laughs> you know, that was um, a playoff team at kickoff. Are yeah. they still they still might be. I don't know. Are I they? Think I, they're by the way, Brandon now. McManus, I'm willing to bet a lot of money has played on Monday Night Football. There's yeah. another one. For you, right there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, like, I bet you there's less than double digits. I don't think that honestly. Does it matter? Really? Like, is Calvin Ridley going to be more prepared because maybe the Falcons played in the Monday night game a few years ago? I don't think that has any impact no, on the outcome of this game. I don't think it does game. either. You know? I think uh, not having Joe Burrow on the other side right. has no, more has of an much impact more than any And yeah. I'm sure I would imagine Cincinnati's played some Monday night games in the last couple of years. Oh, absolutely. As they've gotten better. So <laughs> there's certainly that. Uh, Pockets, uh, good morning. How are you? Breakfast was good. Well, well, you provided it. It should have been right there. I'd like to thank D-Rock again. Do you have any other weeks you plan on taking off? It's unbelievable. Do, I, I do like, you? Because I haven't had to buy you breakfast. like $35 at least. Three breakfasts is what it would come to. Yeah, you know, like I, 12, 36 bucks. I think I got a can of, of something at the house I could bring I mean, you. just unbelievable. That is just unfair. I don't know. Uh, I've avoided, maybe I've avoided the key is, you should have uh, maybe delegated your breakfast to go to somebody else like I've done the whole year. You know, you guys have been buying Taylor breakfast all year um, yeah, for I me. Could've, I could have delegated. Tried. I should have had <laughs> you buy. You, you should have bought Hicken breakfast. That's or I could have. I, yeah. no, I, e. I wouldn't buy Jeff breakfast. All right. E. You Dan, bought maybe. E. e. We could have given it to E. I'd buy E breakfast any day of the week. That's the kind of guy I am. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy E is. Uh, but uh, pocket. Somebody wants to know. Uh, was that the real doink sound, uh, or <laughs> yeah, was, was that added in post production? T- totally the real sound, yeah, right? Yeah, the Jaguar Radio Network hired me for seven tenths of a second to put the mic right he, under the post. He stands pose. there, right there under the post, uh, with a some kind of telescopic mic, yeah. and he, he it's enhances a, it. It's a little enhanced, but yeah. it's the actual doink. I know it's yes. the fourth morning we've heard it. It catches me a little off guard and makes me laugh every time I've heard it. Like, <laughs> doink. Like, it's so fantastic. It's a good one. I don't know if we're getting that tomorrow. Tony's out tomorrow. I am. Uh, by the way, uh, you're going to send your confidence picks along to? I will. Um, did, did you see what went down in confidence picks this I week? I know I was awful. Y- your boy went 14-2 and two nice. over here. 14-2. Nice. and two. Missed the first one and the last one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Minnesota. <laughs> what good are you? But, uh, yeah, got all the – Tony went 11-2 and two the week before. I think that was the high water mark for the season. So Wow. There That's you go. impressive, both of you. Uh, I, well I, mine in particular. Yes. <laughs> okay. yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Tommy had a good week, too. It's tightening up uh, for the confidence pick. So McManus will be in tomorrow. we got D-Rock here with us today. Uh, and we've got a question that we have really, I think we all, you know, we all set each other a list of like seven to eight different possible questions we could use. We had a very thorough vetting process, and we narrowed it down to the one that we've come up with today cameras on mike cameras on yeah right <laughs> cameras on you i've got a straight face while i'm saying this okay i'm delivering my lines perfectly yes, but yes. this is what we ultimately came up with i think we landed in a good spot uh your chat and sandy real estate question of the day other than trevor lawrence and josh allen 
who are the three players the Jags can least afford to lose for any period of time in the last six weeks of the regular season? Tony and I talked about this sometime in the last couple weeks, that if we had asked this question in the offseason, Tyson Campbell probably wins this going away, right? They missed Tyson be Campbell. On the list. Absolutely, Tyson yeah. Campbell was ahead of Josh Allen on most people's in list. On many this. a list on yeah. this, right? Because they just thought he's going to be the most valuable mm-hmm. defensive player, the best at what he does, whatever. Okay, and he's a very good player. We're not trying to. We're just saying they found a way to get by without Tyson Campbell. Right now, um, I've already seen some. Well, since Tyson's out, Darius Williams. You can look at it that way if you want to, you know, because that's the current situation. What is the situation with Tyson, by the way? Uh, the best you understand. Yeah, like, the how- hope was that he'd be able to go on Monday, okay. but obviously it's going to depend on how he feels this week. And and you know, hamstrings, as as people around here know, have seeing the history with it here. Everywhere, they, they, really. They can be wonky, man. You, 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 the one thing you don't want to do is have him tweak it again because then essentially it's it's going to be the rest of the year. If he's Into lucky. the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, so if you can get away with him not playing this week, uh, you know, you probably ought to. He's you got to have him for late December in, into January playoffs. Uh, so if he's got to miss this week, maybe another week, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, they're going to try. He's going to try and play, but we'll have to see how it responds this week. And, you know, they thought he was all ready to go um, and then tweaked it again. I'm not sure, you know, how how close to 100% he was that week, but, man, tweaked it, and, you know, now he's been out since – you got to be careful with that. That's right. That's well, the, the, thing. the fortunate thing is they don't have to feel this sense of desperation. They've won seven out of eight games, you know. So, and, and I don't think Tyson Campbell would have made a damn bit of difference in the outcome against San Francisco. You know what I mean? You lose that bad. There's no one guy that was going to come in here and, and and fix that for you that day. So, you know, and again, that's not a shot on Tyson. That is a, a really a statement about the overall quality of the roster that they put together they they can lose one of their top guys for a period of time and continue on yeah, without it, having it be a big impact it, teams are going to be going after Monteric Brown um you know he had some issues uh last week as well so I mean it, but hey but they've had that opportunity not, right it hurts not having him 100 percent. no question the um, next guy up is not as good as the first guy up but they've overcome it to this point. so far at this right, point so far. absolutely right and now they're playing Jake Browning. Right, exactly. And, and <laughs> so, next week they may be playing Joe Flacco, right, it and, sounds and, like. And Jay, yeah, or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Well, who's, Robinson, right, he's Thompson, out this week, but, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're saying Flacco's probably going to start this week. This week, absolutely. Or the Cleveland Browns. So. Yeah, and you look at the quarterbacks they face the rest of the way. Other than Lamar, the next best guy is Baker Mayfield. Right. That, again, that doesn't mean you don't want Tyson back. ASAP as soon as he's healthy because when you get to the postseason it's going to be a different level of competition obviously you're playing generally really good quarterbacks every single week at that point in time all right so who are the three players the Jags can least afford to lose for any period of time could be a game right could be a month whatever you feel and I'm not going to put Cam Robinson in there because he's already out of the picture for the time being so other than Cam obviously these are players who are currently healthy ish <laughs> and uh, not on IR let's put it that way uh and not named Trevor Lawrence or Josh Allen so hit us up with your responses to that on social media at MD underscore 1010XL at 1010XL Fat Tony at ESPN DeRocco and at 1010XL 
Denmark. Hold my pocket. And also on the uh, phone lines, the All Pro Roofing phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Same number there at 641-1010. Hop in the YouTube chat if you want to. Uh, and uh, they're off and rolling there as well. So uh, we're ready to roll. Jaguars today, as uh, we're not moving towards the Sunday game, we got the weekend off, but we're marching towards Monday night football with the Jags at 8-3. and three. So get on board. Let's talk Jaguar football today. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's a Mike DeRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. We got a chance to do something special, put ourselves in a great position entering the postseason, you know, but we got to take it one week at a time, and this will be a great opportunity. It hasn't been a Monday night football in Jacksonville in a long time, so I know everybody's excited for that, and uh, we just got to make the most of it. Let's do that, Trev. Let's make the most of it, get a dub, keep everybody healthy. Those are the two main things. Don't care about the margin of victory all that much, quite frankly. You know, they should handle Cincinnati without Joe Burrow, in my opinion. But uh, I don't, you know, if it's 14 to 10, so be it. Number nine, that's the most important thing. Get that ninth win. and uh, Clinch a winning record. When's the last time the Jags clinched a winning record in a season? Last in, year. Huh? At the, <laughs> I, you didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. I was going to say uh, <laughs> this early in the season. Yeah, this early in the season. It's um, been a while. Oh, God. I don't yeah, know. It's been uh, a while. This early in the season. D Rock. Well, yeah, I mean, look, this is... Uh, I'm guessing not uh, in 2017. Yeah, you probably got to go back to 07. It might have been 2017, but I'd have to look. Think it's 07 even? It might. It might be all the way back then. Well, it might be. I mean, with six, uh, what are we saying is this point in the season? Because, well, right, the, there's 17 games now. Well, are we the, saying the with quick, six the games left? You, the quickest you could get to um, a winning record before was nine games. So, okay. like... This right, is, this if you were nine be, and zero. Right, exactly. So this is what? What is this? Twenty. So basically, yeah. you're asking what's the earliest they've gotten to their ninth win? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say ninety nine. I'm gonna look back. At Could be wrong. S- in seventeen, the earliest would be I would assume ninety nine. Well, seventeen, they only won eleven. Seventeen, right? they got their ninth so, win December tenth. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah they beat the Seahawks. Um. So. That's a big win for him at the time. Yeah. I'll, I'll big look, game for Bortles. I'll look at uh, 99, Tony, if you want to look at 07. I'll look at 07. I think it's 99. 99, they were 9-1. and one. Okay, so week 10. Week 10. What, what was the date November of that? November 21st. Okay, so 10 days earlier, yep. basically. Uh, December 9th, week 14, they got to 9-4 and four in Happy 2007. Birthday, my sweet wife. Yeah. Oh, so this could December be the 9th. quickest yeah. since 99. There you go. How about that? Fastest to facts clinch a winning being record. dropped on Jaguars today. <laughs> big facts. Uh, big facts. But uh, also accurate that this first time they have a chance to clinch a winning record since last year. So, <laughs> if you yes, cut D-Rock correct. off mid-sentence. But, yes, if you want to be rude and interrupt, yes. that's Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. All right, I can be a lot ruder than that, as we all know. Um, all right, so uh, Trevor Lawrence on the Rich Eisen podcast yesterday. And so, that's where you heard that comment. Uh, a moment ago coming out of the break and uh, let's hear what he had to say and obviously this is a you know something that we understand but uh, you know the importance of that game in Houston really can't be downplayed all that much I mean it wouldn't have ended your season or anything like that but how would we feel right now if the Texans were in control of what happened at this point the Texans can win out la-di-da probably make the postseason if they do mm-hmm 
and it doesn't have to impact you. I mean, at this point, unless you're losing that Tennessee game, the Jags would have to lose three more games, yeah, and the Texans would have to win out for Houston to overtake them, right? And I don't know how it would end up then. If you did lose the Tennessee game, it would come down to conference record as opposed to the divisional record at that point. And, yeah, there's uh, a difference between saying they can win out, which I believe they can, Mm-hmm. Certainly, from this point, whenever game they play, Jacksonville, Jacksonville yeah. and saying they need to win out, right? And if they had lost last week, that would be what you're feeling right now. It's like they can't lose again. And even if they win out, they're not guaranteed to win the division. Need some and help. Get a home game. It's the only way to give themselves. It would feel like a chance to win the the South. Still, at that point, would be they got to win out. They got to win every week uh, from here on out. And instead, it's yeah, I think they can win every game they got. You know, they're they're still in contention for the one seed because I think they can win every game that they're going to play. I think there's going to be a tough one that we're probably, you know, like whether it's Tampa or Cleveland. I think it's the Cleveland game. I'd pick them to lose to Cleveland earlier this offseason, and I I don't know. Now, I got to see what the quarterback play looks like this week. I mean, I don't know if it matters because we'll probably get Dorian Thompson-Robinson if he's healthy next week. But, you know, that defense. That's, That's the thing, yeah. Right, if they keep them in it. Can, you know, they hang around long enough to make that one big play at the end uh, kind of thing. I, I would I'd roll with the Jags and take my chances. It's going to be cold that day, some snow showers as of now in the morning, snow flurries in the morning. You've looked at the weather forecast. Yeah, I'm for, always for looking at when I know When I know that I'm going on the road, Wow, I'm like, how cold is it going to be in Cleveland when I get off that plane? That is totally on – that's a selfish <laughs> thing. Not, that I don't, you know, not the game thing. That's a selfish thing. All right. Well, I mean, I, I respect that. Um, Trevor Lawrence, selfishly, the win <laughs> – at Houston was huge for the Jaguars. Big win last week in Houston. A team, like you said, it's playing really well. CJ's obviously playing great. The team's playing well. And they, they were getting hot, you know, and I think that was a big win for us because if we, you know, we lose that game, we're tied for the lead. And I, I guess they get the tiebreaker because they, they beat us twice. So, I mean, that game was huge. It definitely was. Do you, uh, how much do you think um, internally there was like, all right, you know, this is chance to show everybody who's boss here, kind of thing. I know that you know they talk about they don't want you don't want to get caught up in the emotion of everything, but they realize how big that game yes, was. Yes, absolutely. Them. Yes, I mean, look, you don't look ahead, but Doug Peterson is talking to those guys, saying, "Hey, look, you know, we win this game, we're in control of this division." That's how you they, they phrase it, not. Gosh, guys, we got to win this game to because, show everybody. Yeah, to right, show right, everybody, right. To, and you know, we lose a tiebreaker if we finish tied. I mean, come on, guy. You know, you, hey, look, we win this day, game. We control the division. Our destiny is in our own hands. We control everything. We don't win this game, then, like Tony was saying a couple of minutes ago, we need help. You know, basically last season. Situation. Basically, where Houston is right now. Right. Yeah. Right. And where the Jags were last year. Hey, guys, got to win out. We got to hope the Titans keep losing. Um, to have a shot at it. It would be different, obviously, if the Jags had lost to Houston. The Jags would be in the playoff picture right now. Still, absolutely. Right, because they'd have more wins than Houston currently does. But um, nevertheless, you don't want to put yourself in that tenuous uh, situation. No doubt. Uh, Trevor Lawrence joining Rich Eisen yesterday also talked about where he is seeing his own game personally improve, and he said accuracy has been his biggest improvement. Accuracy, I think that's something that, has probably been my biggest improvement since my rookie year. I think about halfway during the season last year, I really took a jump in that area and just giving our guys chances, whether it's outside, you know, wherever, you know, I think just accuracy in general, I've, I've gotten a lot better. 
Why do you think, D-Rock, uh, that Trevor Lawrence has, over the last couple of years, and I, maybe this won't be the pattern his whole career, right? Um, Get hot in the second half? Yeah, just kind of like it's taken a while to get to the point where, like, okay, now I'm back to playing quarterback the way I know how to play quarterback. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I was talking about some playoff story ideas with my bosses uh, Tuesday, I think, and that's one of the things I brought up. I was like, look, we got to see how it plays out the rest of this year, but holy cow, Trevor's last two games have been really, really good, and if we look at what he did last year at that after that what was it, the, the Denver game, I mean, he was one of the best quarterbacks, I think top two in passer rating, completion percentage, total QBR. His last nine games were yeah, outstanding. Were phenomenal. Um, I, I don't know what the reason is why that happens. Um, you know, there's always guys, you know, maybe that take a while to heat. I mean, we, you play with guys on the golf course at the first three holes, you're like, oh, my God, if we were playing for money, this guy would, you know, have to walk home. Uh, he wouldn't be able to afford gas. And then at the end of the round, you're like, I can't afford gas. I mean, guys, <laughs> right. you guys just kind of heat up a little bit. And maybe that's kind of the way he is a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we need more right. of a body of work. Right. That's, um, I'm not saying that's yeah. what he's always going to be. It just, right. It's interesting. Because like, last year you think, okay, you build off of what you did last. And that was the hope, right? He's going to come in. And, you know, and again, I'm making this clear for everybody in the audience. I love the fact that Trevor Lawrence is the Jaguars quarterback. Don't want to trade him for anybody, right? But then you see what he did in the second half of last year, and C.J. Stroud put up those same numbers in the first half of his rookie season. And it's not a surprise why he was getting that national acclaim. If Trevor Lawrence had picked up where he left off last year and had those same numbers, people would have been drooling no over Trevor Lawrence no this doubt. year. Absolutely. And the thing, I, I was talking with a Jaguar fan the other day, and they were the, oh, my God, Stroud. and, and um, wh- for, Why does it matter if Stroud's better than Trevor? It do- if that it turns out to be if, the case. If, right, if that, in fact, right. were the case. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. Your guy's really, really good. Your guy's going to be a yeah. guy that has you in the Super Bowl conversation every year, forever. You know, there are a lot of people that will go to the grave swearing – that Dan Marino was the greatest quarterback that ever lived and is better than Peyton Manning and is better than Tom Brady. What the hell does it matter? Brady's got 19 Super Bowl rings. Peyton's got two. Drew Brees has got one. I mean, it doesn't. Eli's got two. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the quarterback's very important, but it's about the team as well. And look, Trevor's going to be a guy that has you in the Super Bowl conversation pretty much for the rest of his career. Well, it matters. It just is not. The only thing well, that matters. Well, it matters from the standpoint of, uh, you gotta have my, one, our guy's not as good as that guy. But it doesn't, I mean. You gotta have one, though, that is capable of playing for a period of time in the postseason, like a top five guy in the league. Otherwise, you've gotta have everything perfect. Right. Around but do, that we, guy. Well, do we know that about Stroud yet? No. I, no, I don't know. Nobody but knows but that I suspect yet. that would be the case. Like, I, I would take, but if I'm Houston, I'd take my chances. Do we know that about Trevor yet? Have a little bit more. Okay, bit but more. he had a he had a great second half right. against the Chargers. He had a terrible first half against Correct. the Chargers. Absolutely, you know. I mean, Absolutely. so I, I'm not saying he can't. I believe he's got it. I don't need to see more. Right. I, I do believe he's got the talent to carry a team for three or four games in the postseason. I really do. Whether we've seen it 100, percent sometimes you got to have some faith and and believe Absolutely. something can happen. And I think C.J. Stroud's the same guy. Now I, I don't. He could I think, be Kirk Cousins. Great in the be. regular season. 
He could be. What is he, well, one and four Kirk, in the postseason? Kirk Cousins' big thing is, like, you get him to prime time, and he's not even. You know, <laughs> right? Like, even in the regular season, he's had a few performances that have tried to put that to rest. But you get what I'm saying. I, right. I think, like, if I were Houston, and I'm I happy at, with what I got. I'm like, all right, Ecstatic. I got a guy now. Now yes. I got a, the next few years to put the pieces around him to make that run, much like the Jags are doing with Trevor Lawrence, and I think they're further advanced in that. It's just that if you've got a guy who is, I don't know, pick the pick the average quarterback that you want to name, you know, that everything around that guy has got to be firing on almost all cylinders. I don't think – I think Trevor yeah, but there's Lawrence only, is, There's only a few guys ever that where it doesn't have to be perfect like that. You know what I mean? Like Peyton, it didn't have to be 100% perfect. Brady, I don't think these – that level of guy, these Trevor's not that level of guy where he can he can at this point where it you know you give him crappy wide receivers like Brady had for much of his career and he's going to you know yeah the, but the numbers when, are when Brady be there. had the crappy wide receivers I don't think Brady was fully the Tom Brady you know what I mean like like you can like 2007 Brady took his well, he game had Randy right, Moss but he got those but before then that was a team that was defense special teams. And make smart plays. Don't turn. But Brady, I didn't have to feel had to carry those teams in clutch moments. He could give you a drive where he carried you. He ca- yeah, but he carried those teams. But, uh, the, Antoine Smith, Corey Dillon, right? Those but teams he carried were run the, the and defense teams. The those last first three, five, six years of his career, it was sure. all Tom Brady. And he got Edelman. to that yeah. point. He did, right? but eventually. he wasn't always that guy, right? Uh, along but the there, way, but there are very few guys that ever reach that level. But my point being, can can do you have a guy that like Trevor Lawrence? Can you play well enough to win a Super Bowl? He doesn't have to ca- literally be the only good thing they have. Correct. He's not dragging the rest of the Correct. roster along with him. I'm just saying there there may be a dozen of those quarterbacks in the league, right? That are good enough that for a four-game period can be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, right? I think you get beyond that. Maybe it's 10, whatever the number is. He is one of those guys. I think C.J. Stroud is going to prove to be one of those guys. We don't know until they do. We don't know that Trevor's that guy because he hasn't done it right. yet. I believe he's that guy. Right. And I ha- you have more. Somebody asked me right now, if you were starting a team, would you take Trevor or would you take C.J. Stroud? And I said, without question, I would take Trevor because I have more of a body of work to look back on and see than I do of C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's just the bottom line right now. And I mean, you know what a, a, ask Houston's me that answer question, would be? Hey, complete opposite. Right. Ask me a year and a half, two years from now, maybe it's a different answer. I don't maybe know. it is. All right. Uh, if you want to get in, 641-1010. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back and see what's uh, cooking with the phone lines. we got more from Trevor Lawrence on the Rich Eisen Show. we got the breakfast bowl next Woo! hour. Uh, today's question of the day, which three Jaguars other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen could they lose to, afford to lose for any period of time in the remainder of this regular season? So hit us up in uh, any of the ways that you know you can to give us your response to the Chad and Sandy Real Estate question of the day. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. D-Rock on Jags Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air, commercial and residential on 1010XL. Is there a reason for this? No, I've never played this. Okay. I, I just saw didn't... this system. I was like, this would be good to come back with. Did you think that? Yes, I did. For like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> Until I open my mouth. That's fine. Whatever. I just, just didn't know if there was. Uh... Brought back, brought, bought breakfast again. 
True. I guess he who buys breakfast can play whatever he wants. <laughs> then again, uh, as long as that person is Dylan in both cases, because we have no control over what I he plays. Just randomly push buttons, see what happens. What are you doing over there? Are you moisturizing or yeah, what? My, the skin on my hands is really dry. These are the money makers right here, Mike Dempsey. Gotta oh, keep, gotta keep you, them you need healthy. them soft for typing. Gotta keep them healthy. Must the money be. makers. Winter. Chicken yeah. pack, or do you just uh, you use all, all ten fingers when you type? No, I'm a ten finger. Typer. Okay, yeah, I, I would imagine yeah. you you've been writing That's for that. Literally, long. the only class from high school that I like still use. I got an A in typing, in bro. I don't know how. I, I have no idea because <laughs> you typed. I guess, but I'm like I wasn't any good at it. I'm close to. I bet. I think the last time I did it, the test, I think I was like ninety words a minute. Is that right? Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen a couple guys that are just unbelievable. Like, I, I just, I can't, like, as fast as you can speak, there's, fingers are a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for me, you so know? You got to take care of the throat. I'm the a voice to text guy. Yeah, I'm a, I got to take care of the fingers. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines for the first time today. It's 641-1010, all pro roofing phone lines. Let's see what's on your mind, Jaguars related. And uh, if you want to steer the conversation a little bit, you're welcome to try. Uh, let's go to Jay on the south side. What's up, Jay? How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I heard we got to talk about Trevor and CJ Stroud. I think we hold Trevor so much expectations because he's never one over our pick. And then my question is, I mean, not my question. I feel like without this offense, I don't think this offense flows without Trevor. I think this offense is Trevor. So I can't imagine this offense without Trevor. So that's why I feel. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he's held to a high standard because he's the number one overall pick, and he was talked about as a generational prospect and all this. C.J. Stroud's a number two overall pick. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes later. That's all it is. Right? I mean, it's not <laughs> that different. C.J. Stroud is supposed to be really good. Now, he wasn't the consensus number one quarterback in his own group, though. Right? I mean, there's nobody Clearly that would not have, have taken yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Should have been. Should have mm-hmm. been. But it depends, you know, you got well, Tepper Chris going. Chris Sims would tell you Trevor Lawrence wasn't the consensus number one pick that year. Okay, either. from anyone with half a brain. Okay, <laughs> seriously. Well, who did he say? Zach Wilson he was better. I mean, you know, there's not an NFL GM that wouldn't have taken Trevor number one Agreed. if they needed a quarterback. Any Agreed. quarterback needed to, you can't, it's not revisionist I history. I used to believe that anybody would have taken Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. No one would have taken Zach Wilson. Maybe you might have made an argument for Justin Fields. Maybe. I'm just saying possibly, mm-hmm. right, based on his collegiate body of work. Then you saw that he ended up going fourth among quarterbacks, and you wonder what the book what on him up? Yeah. around the league was. Yeah, right? Like last year, I would imagine there would have been some kind of split as to if every GM had the choice, which quarterback would they have taken number one? Like some might have taken Stroud. Some might have taken Richardson. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Um, just based on the upside, and certainly at least one would have taken Bryce Young. I don't think they're the only one. Houston was rumored to prefer Bryce Young. I, I don't know if you I, know that. I would have taken Young at the time. Um, I think I would have taken Young over uh, Stroud, too. Clearly wrong. You watch him now. Bryce Young, man. It just, it's, it's He's in a bad it's, situation it, He there. is, but it's you know, so bad. the thing of it is, it's just such a physical effort for him. Like, when I see him, he's under pressure, right? Like All the if, time. If Trevor's under pressure, right? He rolls out. He escapes the pocket. Trevor flicks that wrist. He can throw 40 yards in the 15th row. He's got a strong right? arm. I mean, yeah. he just, just flip it, and it's gone, right? And it's With Bryce Young, even just the effort of, okay, I've now been chased 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I got to get this ball past the marker out of bounds so I don't get intentional grounding. You know, it just, it just seems like it's like – 
such a full body effort when he's on the move. You know, now like if he's got a clean pocket, I, I'm I don't doubt he would wow you in a seven on seven drill, right? I mean, right. just but I, I yeah. feel like when 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 it's not perfect for Trevor, like Trevor has that play where he rolls left. Uh oh, here's a man on my face I didn't expect. Reverses field, comes back and throws that laser to Ridley that seemed to go right through a defensive back spot. I, I swear it went through his chest. I mean, if you I look mean, at it from the one angle, picked, yeah. it looks like it just literally disappeared and reappeared in Ridley's right. arms, right? <laughs> Bryce Young, you could give him 100 tries. He cannot make that throw. He just can't. You know, he didn't have, in my opinion, he didn't have the arm strength to even think about trying that throw. You know, and to, for Trevor, he's doing that. Like, it's an awkward, uh-oh, Put the brakes on, spin back the other way. Everything's now just all discombobulated. And let me just whip that bad boy right. in there. See that? And see him do that at 31. Uh, things will change a little bit. But, no, you're right. But my, my, I think I've told – playing quarterback at the NFL level, college level, uh, really in high school too, it's not about what you can do with the clean pocket when everything's perfect because, hell, anybody can stand back there and do that. If you're, if you're a quarterback good enough to get in the NFL with a clean pocket all the time, you're going to make a bunch of throws. It's when all hell's breaking loose, what do you do? It's, it's when you're flushed. It's when there's a guy in your face. It's when your first two reads are taken away and there's a guy coming at you and your, your left tackle slipped. I mean, that's what playing quarterback in the league is. It's managing – Things when all hell breaks loose. Brought up many times, Parcell said when Vinny Testaverde was like 40, 41 years old, he goes, if, if this was seven on seven, he's the best quarterback in football. Truly. Like, if he it just, if it was just a throwing contest, he'd still be the best quarterback. Now, I say still, was never the best quarterback. <laughs> but just in terms of pure ability to throw the ball, it was everything else. It was managing the pocket. It was, oh, Vinny couldn't move at all, right? But if you, if you just had to stand there and – no rush, and we're Sling just going to have a throwing contest. He was still as good as anybody in the league, and that you're right. You got to. That's not the game. You got to overcome everything else. A part of what Trevor was able to do on that play is show off that mobility, which is a pretty good indication that the knee feels good, and he um, backed that up when he appeared with Rich Eisen yesterday. At this point, it's feeling good. Like the last couple of weeks, I think really the Tennessee game and uh, this this last week against Houston, I felt. 100% comfortable moving around and just playing normal. So those are the first two weeks in a while that I felt that way. So that's exciting, you know, for the stretch that we got ahead of us that I, you know, I can feel that way because there's nothing worse than feeling like you can't necessarily do everything um, and react the way you want to in games. You know, that's that's not a good feeling, especially as a quarterback. I wonder if he still wears the knee brace just as a precautionary thing going uh, forward, right? Is he, he just wears used the to knee it brace now? Because he's told to wear the knee yeah. brace. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. No, either. it's certainly it's, not affecting it, his. It's not limiting him at all. Is it probably a little uncomfortable? Yeah, um, but I, I'm expecting him to wear it the rest of the year. Okay, I like, just I, I just think there's no reason to take it off at this point. Yeah, and if you're playing really well with it, maybe wear it next year too. You know, right. <laughs> like, like uh, you don't you don't fix what's not broken. You know, in those kind of situations, if it's if it's working for him, it's working for him. Uh, Trevor also said yesterday, talking about his head coach, Doug Peterson, and the strengths of his head coach here for the past couple of seasons. He said that Doug just lets him and the rest of the guys play. He really just lets me lets me play. I think that that's such a, a powerful thing as a quarterback to have a coach that has full confidence and trust in you, even when you, you make some mistakes. And obviously, you're not going to play perfect. And 
all that. You know, his trust and confidence in me never wavers. Yeah, and I I think that's pretty evident. I mean, Doug Peterson's the guy that's going to wear it on his chest. I mean, his trust in the offense, he's going to go for it on fourth and short practically any time he's on the right side of the 50-yard line, right? And, uh, you know, even for a team, D-Rock, that is very good in short yardage, you know? Like, I, I mean, it worked out <laughs> against Houston. I don't doubt that we're in the same exact position. We're going to get the same exact effort. I'm not. Hopefully, it'll be a better result than right. we got. But um, you know that that's Doug Peterson, right? Yeah. Look, I, I I didn't like the decision. I didn't like the play call either. Uh, but that's oh, just me. The play call. I don't think anybody liked the play call, right? I mean, well, clearly, no. Press Taylor and Doug Peterson did because they called. <laughs> well, they it. called it, but I I think in hindsight they they certainly didn't like it. But I think um, if you ask, yeah, any observer. Um, know, play I don't know what you're trying to do. Are you trying to are you trying to fool them because everyone's bunched up and let's just pitch it out here real quick? And that that if that's the case, the idea of needing to trick somebody in short yardage is shows, not ideal. Right. I if I'm running it, I would have either just turned around and said, right up the, here. Go, I would right I would have gone to Ernest Johnson Long, right up yeah, the middle, or I would have gone quarterback back. sneak, but I or or roll right. Trevor and give him the run pass I, option. You know, I, maybe that that misdirection flip that goes the other way. I love that play, but, or, I mean, I would have played action. It, the you know, the one only, only play that's a good one there is the one that works. It's Absolutely. It really is, and, Absolutely. you know, that's one where, you know, the outcome determines the decision. Right. Uh, Players that, all love the decision to go for it, and I get it. Um, I just wouldn't have done it. I would have. But, again, that's why he's an NFL coach. It makes a little bit more money than And I get do. it. Look, and, and the feeling is it's part of the, the whole thing. You know, here's the risk was. They had the ultimate bad risk. The risk was you failed to get it, and you turn it over on your opening drive and give up the lead right away. Well, they had the worst-case scenario happen, and they won. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So that, they're going to look at it. Okay, so worst-case scenario, they take an, a lead in the third quarter by the slimmest of margins. That's all right. We're good enough to, you know, we're moving the ball. We feel confident we can beat them. The best-case scenario is we score the touchdown, we had another touchdown. This game's over, right? right. With, no, and that's with what he was thinking. Twenty-five minutes left. That's right. Absolutely. What so he was that's what he's gambling on. Where yeah. me, I'm. I. I would. The way the defense was playing at that point, I. I'd run it with a nine-point lead and the ball and whatever I could get. And the way McManus is kicking it, I'll make it twelve, and yeah. then we get one more, and we'll make it fifteen. You know, like and yeah. and and you score lead. The math in that sometimes can be a little bit. Um, not intimidating for another team, but man, when you think, oh, we got to score twice. We got to, right. We got to score, get a touchdown, and right. something else on Correct. top of Even that. Even if we get the two point conversion, we got to score another score again. So I, I always think a two, a two score lead is always great to get. And at that point, they had seven. Yeah. Correct. Right. They had seven. We're getting the ball first. Yeah. And so anyway, it doesn't matter. They won, and, but it's okay. We're, we're going to debate these decisions yeah. as I, long as there are decisions to debate. Like we've, we've talked about it all week. I would have kicked it. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Me majority too. of fans would have kicked it in that situation. I love that the Jaguars have a coach that in that moment is thinking, this is where we bury him, right? He's not thinking, let's take the field goal. He's thinking, this is where we end the game. In this moment, this is what we do, right? And I'm like, I love that attitude from the head coach, and I think it does. It, 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 the players absorb that kind of thing. I think it's why, yeah, the worst-case scenario plays out, they win the game. 
right? Because they have faith in the coach's decision. They're not sitting there going, man, the worst thing happened. They're like, <laughs> we got to pick him up, man. Like, he believes in us. We got to pick him up, and they did. All right, let's take a quick time out here, halfway home. Uh, if you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to you coming up next. Uh, a few more items from Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson speaking to the media uh, in the last 25 minutes as well. We'll pass along any uh, salient points from the head coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars. 641 will get you on board. 641-1010 will get you on board on the all roofing phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Mike DeRocco, Thursday on Jaguars Today, is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. Said to hit that Lloyd's thermostat over there and uh, make that heating a little bit more prominent. This is a Mike DeRocco Thursday, and I do not approve of the new setting. <laughs> what are you, all right. It was 72. I think I what did I bump it to? 74? 78, I think. Is no, it's not it 78. There. Stop. <laughs> You're such a baby. It's so cold. It was cold in here, man. It was cold. Would you like it at D-Rock? What temperature? Uh, Like, I was fine with it at 72. Oh. It's fine. I oh, so no you were playing about the 64 then. That's no, 64 weather, is, oh, I, that's where we have our heat set on at our house, 64. That's and Dempsey nuts. is uh, and like, oh, my the, God. That's, that's way like, too cold for the heat to kick in to me. I mean, eventually it'll get down there. But I think ours is like <laughs> 69, something like that. Oh, my gosh. I would stifle and Well, it die. doesn't, like, run. Like, it's if. The temperature just kind of stays at 69. It kicks on probably last night and the night before. Good. I, you know. Hope it did. <laughs> Keep it's me supposed warm. to be cold when you sleep. It's better for you. Is it? That's what I've read. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> With the New England Journal of Medicine, Mike yeah. DiRocco. It must um, be true. It may be true. Well, that's why we have it at 72. Well, I don't read, like, I read reputable publications 100%. <laughs> you got anything on underneath that jacket? Just a... It's a hoodie, and you I got, got a T-shirt. Right, That's you got all. a shirt on underneath, right? Yeah, so you could, like you, could, little, you could, you could, in theory, take, the take that off. jacket off if yeah, you wanted absolutely. to. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Nobody's stopping you. You know, no, it's a dry fit shirt underneath the hoodie. That's all. Fine. People might like to see that. You know, spray. There's the camera. <laughs> Get stripping, D Rock. All right. <laughs> Uh, from this the, is not going to be a Mike Duraco Thursday much longer oh, after on, that segment. Are you, are you kidding me, Lloyd? <laughs> we're we're going to double fans. your fee, Lloyd. It always goes back to the only fans for D Rock. <laughs> always. I yes. never suggested that. That's that guy in the other room. <laughs> Your boy. All right. Uh, from the desk of Demetrius Harvey on uh, social media, there, uh, Doug Peterson said both Tyson Campbell and Travis Etienne are day to day. They're doing well. Both will be at practice today. So, um, yeah, mean they will practice, but they will be at They'll practice. be at practice. Good point right there. Um, what, what's your, if you have one, what's your level of concern with the Travis Etienne banged up? The efficiency numbers are down, 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 right? I mean, he had that one three-game stretch where he was scoring twice a week. But outside of that, been just okay. Yeah. Um, the yards per carry before contact is uh, down. Uh, for the Jags overall the last two, three weeks. So that's concerning as well uh, for not just Travis, but for the, the running game. Line, yeah. yeah. Um, although they were great in pass protection this past week. And the week four, pretty darn good too. Which is more important overall, I mean, Correct. honestly. But, you know, that was a big part of last year, man. Averaging five plus a carry. Right. It, uh, it You know, the, he came back in the game relatively quickly. So, um after leaving with the chest injury, so I'm I don't think it's that serious. But you know, the, they're going to have to run the ball 
at times, I mean, Doug Peterson wants to be able to have that lead in the fourth quarter and then have the four-minute offense drill and start running the ball and take time off and, and – uh, well, they're definitely you know, not giving up on it. I mean, they're no, sticking with the and run. They, they stuck with it last week, which I know, based on watching on or li- reading on social media, was driving Jags fans crazy, which is always funny to me because when they don't run it enough, it's like, why didn't they run the ball more? Um, you know how it is. But, hey, that's fandom, though. You know what? Correct. Whatever works, correct. works. Right. Right. Look, I th- we love it if it stick works. Stick with it. They, and, and Doug has admitted that he and, and Press as well have had a tendency to kind of move away from the run game maybe too quickly. So they stayed with it and stayed with it. And, um, you know, they got a couple of, of decent runs going there. But, yeah, there's a little bit of concern over Travis Etienne. I think DeAndre, uh, Dearness Johnson needs to get the ball more because he's been pretty effective when he's had it. Had a nice, uh, what was it, the nice uh, screen pass the other day. Yeah, it's and, a couple and, of those yeah, now. And that's the thing, too. you got to re- recognize some of those quick short screens and those passes out in the flat to ETN, those are essentially runs. So when it's not working too well in the traditional run game, they'll go with some of that, and that, and that'll help a little bit. But, I mean, the offense, I mean, Trevor threw for 364. So, you know, it, it was open, it was down the field, and, and they, they could hit those plays. So the run game maybe not as important last week, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes in the next coming weeks. But, and, again, we all understand they're winning games, right? Nobody's saying that they're not. Can correct. they? When they run into more consistently higher-level competition week in, week out in the postseason, you're going to have to perform at a higher level. That's all, you know? Uh, Interesting to see how Ezra Cleveland being in there full-time now impacts what's going on. It will be. And and, uh, Walker at left tackle. Uh, Let's get Ray and Nocatee up next here on Jaguars today. Good morning, Ray. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. What's up, buddy? Good, good. There's been a lot of talk on uh, Trayvon Walker and uh, what he's done. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, – is he leading the league in, in uh, pressures right now? Or no. Or going on with that? <laughs> no, he's only got um, like 35, 40 pressures, and the leaders are up there over 70. Yeah, my guess would be Hunter. Yeah. Um, I know Josh Allen, my guess would be top five or six. Josh Allen, when I looked earlier this week, I want to say was second or third. Okay. I'm going to go dig up those numbers right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, what else, Ray? Um, you know, that, 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 that was a big thing there. Okay. And then um, I also wanted to know, um, you know, they said that, that Trayvon Walker is really just causing a lot of chaos down there, which I, I'm watching them and I'm seeing a lot of chaos from them. I know he's not doing, you know, what the number one pick should do, but uh, I just think he's invaluable. If, he, if we lose him, I think we're going to be in big trouble. Oh, I I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that, man. He's having uh, one of the greatest defensive seasons we've ever seen in Jacksonville no doubt. at this point. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what number you come up with right now because if you go to Pro Football Reference, it lists Nick Bosa leading the league in pressures with 36. So I'm using NFL's next-gen stats. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, by the way, Aiden Hutchinson – Tied for second in the league at 35. Uh, let me see. Uh, Josh Allen's fourth in the league, right behind that with 34. So uh, that would be really good. I'm looking understand. for Walker here Why in this, this list. Is, okay, here we go. Here we go. Trayvon's here we go. 34th in the league Took with 19, forever. according Michael to Michael Parsons, this. according to NFL Next Gen Stats, which is GPS-based, okay. uh, 71 quarterback pressures. Six. Again. 66 for Allen, uh, Boza, and Sweat. Um, 
They're all tied. I'm sorry, 66 for Allen and Bose, Josh Allen and Nick Boza. Didn't we talk about this, was it two weeks ago, like how they define it at yeah. different outlets, right? Yeah. Like They're getting, it's, let me see if I can, let me read it so we're all on the same because page. Because this one here. has Micah Parsons with 30 pressures through 11 games, you know, so it's, it's just counting them completely differently. And I don't know what uh, Pro Football References ultimate source is for this information if it's like it's like three guys in a room on I don't know I I really don't I don't I don't know what the answer to that is so give us the top 10 in pressures according to that okay list Uh, if you don't mind Micah Parsons okay Josh Allen and Nick Bosa are tied for second okay uh fourth is Josh Sweat okay fifth is Alex Highsmith and Daniil Hunter Daniil Hunter's in the top 10 here seven is Clowney with 56. Wow. Uh, eight. Clowney, by the way, seven and a half sacks signed for like less than two and a half million. Right. With the uh, eight is Hassan Reddick. Um, okay. And then Khalil Mack, Chase Young are ninth and tenth. 54. All right. It's very so. interesting uh, because a lot of the same guys that you have on your list are in the top 12 over here, but like. Uh, Miles Garrett, not in the. I mean, Miles Garrett's having a defensive player of the year caliber season mm-hmm. uh, this yeah, he year. He's league in sacks, right? Uh, and Hunter are up there, I think. Who's he got in terms of sacks? Neil Hunter, right now. he's got thirteen. And a half. Yeah, uh, T.J. Watt's got thirteen and a half. I think those guys are tied. Garrett's got thirteen though, and but here he's listed as having twenty nine pressure. So I don't know, man. You know, I don't. I don't know. That would not. That doesn't seem right. Like Max Crosby's got, top ten here, not like on a your guy list. who has thirteen sacks. What does it list Hutchinson with over there? Because this one has him tied for second overall in pressures. Yes. Oh jeez. Yes. Um, this is. I'm having some issues here. So let me scroll down. Hutchinson oh, you're having has some issues. Fifty-two pressures and five and a half sacks. Um, what does it list Trayvon with? Trayvon, I got to go down a little bit. Uh, let's see. Trayvon was at, I saw it the other day. Here he is. Uh, 35 pressures, four and a half sacks. Okay. So this one lists him with 19. And I, again, I'm not saying that this is the answer, right? So that one lists Hutchinson with pressure somewhere in the fifties and Trayvon. Uh, 52. 52 and Trayvon's at 30, what? 35. 35. So about, uh, Three to two ratio, mm-hmm. roughly, right? Here, he's got him about two to one ratio. I, I don't know what the answer is. I, yeah, the, the next-gen stats, NFL next-gen stats, is GPS-based. The glossary where it really defines what each stat means and how they determine it is not coming up, unfortunately. Okay, but this. I know we looked at, you know, it's if like a guy's within a certain, certain distance. distance at the time thing, of the throw, yeah. yes. Right. Which, I mean, look, if you're close to the quarterback, you're pressuring the quarterback in theory. Based on what they're saying. Yeah, I so. got gotcha. you. And again, I'm not defending one set or the other. It's just right. interesting that they're so widely divergent, you know, that it's yes. hard to really get in that. But bottom line, nobody's got Trayvon leading the league in that category no. right now. But hey, look, he's having a better season. There's mm-hmm. no question he's having he's a better season than he good. had last year. Right. Very, um, very good. Ultimately, got to even have more out of the guy, you know? I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, you're the number one overall pick. Uh, you know, you're on pace for what, like seven and a half sacks, something mm-hmm. in that department. It's got to be 
you know, hopefully one day he will be yeah. better. Well, and that- if he keeps up the pace he's had for basically the last month, he may push towards 10. You know, by the he time might. we get to the end of the year, because he, he is around the quarterback a lot here in the last three or four weeks. So he's at least given himself opportunities. And we were waiting on him to show up pressuring on the other side of Josh Allen, who is having you know, a fantastic year. You're getting opportunities to rush the passer if Josh Allen is on the other side. Walker's taking advantage of some of that right now. All right, uh, we'll come back with the breakfast bowl. Tony still has to take us around the National Football League, and uh, we'll get to today's Chad and Sandy Real Estate question of the day, asking you, other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, who are the three players the Jags could least afford to lose for any period of time over the remainder of the regular season? This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people all across the world. Let's get ready for the Breakfast Bowl Challenge! Mike Tarocco on Jaguars Today is kept comfortable by Boyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. Or uncomfortable, as the case may be, if I get near the thermostat. But it's not Lloyd's fault. We appreciate Lloyd's Heating and Air bringing you D-Rock every Thursday, we appreciate Dylan Denmark bringing us breakfast today. Every one of us breakfast today, including the queen of the breakfast bowl, Taylor Dahl. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Pockets. Pockets has told us this is the like the thing he pays the most attention to all week. It's the breakfast bowl. Yes, because I'll have a life. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Dig but, in there, buddy. You know, yeah. uh, time on task does not necessarily guarantee results. Luck is not on my side. All right. It could be that. Uh, Tony, give us a recap of how things went last week. Dempsey took down the week 119.64. I finished second, 88.04. It was D-Rock third, 79.06. And Dylan Pockets buying his breakfast this week, 57.92. There is Dempsey and I going head-to-head basically for the championship this year. And then the other two guys just trying not hey, to finish the last. I knew midway through the season I was not going to win the title this year, but I just don't want to keep buying breakfast. That's right. all that matters. About 26 points separate Mike and myself, and about 100 between, points separate us from y'all. How many points between me and Dylan? He's uh, got the lead, and I'm DAL. 31. Right? Yeah. Dylan's oh, you're, you're, at 733. He's ahead you're of at you? 702. Yeah. Despite the, the L last week, he's still ahead of you. Um, I, I made the bold move to take a guy on injured reserve last week. You did. And then they took him off injured reserve, yes, and he dropped did. 38 badass points hey, on you. Hey, Kyron hey, Williams, hey, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey. Just throw Whatever. him out there in the stratosphere. Whatever. All right, so we go uh, Pockets, D-Rock, Tony, myself, in that order. Draft quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. Cannot be a quarterback in the flex. No super flex. It is point per reception scoring. A little bit of a snake draft, and you cannot take – player twice all year if you take a player that you've already used you're going to get a big fat zero Mm -hmm. uh if anyone uses the player nobody else can have him this week if you're the second to name him you'll get a big fat zero so pockets try not to get a big fat zero here all right i'm gonna go uh tailback from tampa r white he doesn't even want to try it no what's his name gotta know what his name (laughs) is rashad white all right it is rashad white (laughs) r white he's like he's in there he's like is it Rashad? Rashad? What am I going to do? R. White. We'll go R. White. All right. Uh-huh. Just putting you on the spot. We're going to give you Rashad White no matter how you pronounce it. All right. Thank you. So you're good. Uh, D-Rock. Zach Moss, please. Zach Moss. Get him in while the getting's good. I've already used him, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, all right. Uh, Tony. Ooh, I... 
I will go Debo Samuel. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go. Got a lot of ways I can go there, and I like them. I like them. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Waddle and Najee Harris. And back to you, Phil. Yeah. Yep, I got you. I just feel like I'm the slowest picker here because I now am quadruple checking. that I don't (laughs) screw myself. And I I literally came in with a guy on my list. If I hadn't opened my mouth and asked in the race. I I don't think I would have got to him. He was on my flex list, and I have uh, a guy that I plan on taking in the flex. But anyway, that's Mm -hmm. that's how it went. I will go Kyron Williams. Tony knew I couldn't take him. Used up all those good points last week, though. D-Rock. Yeah, give me Tank Dell, please. Tank Dell. All right. Pockets. Man, my top three receivers are gone. Hmm. I'll go Justin Herbert at quarterback. Okay. Got that clutch gene. Yeah. Then, uh... hmm. Regular season clutch gene. (laughs) Maybe. He did in that one game where he completed all those fourth downs two years. You know what? Double up on Tampa. Let me get Mike Evans at wide receiver. You know, it's funny. In my uh, one on Sirius XM, I had Rashad White last week, and I'm like, I'll take Mike Evans. And usually I'll try to scratch the guys off on teams, and I'm like, damn it. And Evans scored two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Evans had a good <laughs> so game. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, D-Rock, you got Moss, you got Dell. Yeah, I'm going to go Calvin Ridley in the flex. Ridley it is. All right, Calvin mm. off the board. Ooh, the last two picks are pretty much made for me at this point. Mm. Uh, so I'll go David and Joku, please. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Huh. I'm going to get him. Yes. I, I'm going to go with the uh, guy who's not currently listed as questionable in the Houston receiving core, and that would be Nico Collins mm-hmm. as opposed to Tank Dell. <laughs> And I'm confident in my picks. Then I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Russ. He's going Is he cook. still top five in QB rating? He's cooking. I, know I don't he know. Was last going to let Russ cook this week, though, is what we're going to do. Let's ride. Let's ride with Russ. Uh, Tony, back to you. So I can take my time on this last decision for a moment still. I'll go Tua. Tua. Okay. He likes my waddle pick is what that is. Uh, D-Rock, quarterback or a tight end, please? Yeah, I'm going to go Brock Purdy, please. Yeah, he was on my list this week as well. And now I'm the only one who hasn't used him. <laughs> All right, Purdy, Wilson, gone, gone. Uh, pockets. Tight end, let me go Pat Fryermuth. Oh, pretty good. That was pretty good. Play the, yeah. I, I like that point chaser that you are. <sighs> Flex. Fryermuth. Fryermuth. I'll go Jameer Gibbs. Why don't you go with Jameer Gibbs right here in the flex? That'd be a good play by you. All right. Uh, D-Rock, need a tight end. Uh, Jake Ferguson. Jake Snake. It's uh, contractually obligated to refer to anyone by the name of Jake <laughs> as the Snake. Uh, Tony, Flex. I won't do it when a player's on the injury report for not practicing on Wednesday. 
even if I know in my head, I'm like, he's going to play. I'm not going to do it, though. Give me Alvin Kamara, please. Okay. Uh, you're going to tell us who that player was, I hope. Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Olave. Okay. Oh, okay. uh, not going with the hookup right Not there. going I, with the hookup. I, I that was my plan all week, and then he doesn't practice on Wednesday. I know he's going to play, but it's like, I don't want to risk it. By the way, thanks. I got. I appreciate those 18 points Olave got me last week in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Man, y'all be in big trouble. Yeah, and I wouldn't have mentioned who it was if it was a guy that anybody could. Take, yeah, I wasn't going to take. I mean, yeah. I got a tight end left here, um, yeah. and uh, just triple, quadruple checking. I will go Trey McBride. Okay. All right. So here's what we got: Dylan Denmark. He's dialing it in with Justin <laughs> Herbert, R. White, Mike <laughs> Evans, Pat something or other, and, <laughs> Pat and Pat. Jameer Gibbs, Fat Pat, Patty F. I had a friend named Fat, Fat Pat. Poor Pat. Mm-hmm. Always gets called Fat Pat. Um, D-Rock is Brock Purdy, Zach Moss, Tank Dell, Jake Ferguson, Calvin Ridley. Tank Dell, probably take a week off. You know, you're <laughs> nursing. You're D'Amico Ryans, we expect him to be okay. In- expect. Okay? <laughs> He'll be on the field. E-10 on will be at practice. When he, Doesn't mean he will when practice. When he catches three <laughs> touchdown passes this week, mm. I am going to be all over you. You know, it's all going to be wide receiver reverses, and Nico Collins is going to throw all three. <laughs> uh, let's go Tony with Tua, Kyron Williams, Debo Samuel, David Najoku, and Alvin Kamara. And I'm going to go Russell Wilson, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, Trey McBride, and Nico Collins. Breakfast Bowl is locked in for December. What was action. the name you had to scratch out at the last minute? Uh, David Montgomery. Yeah, I just there, it needed another flex option in there. I had Singletary as, as a flex. I was thinking about using it. I still don't. I think he's the guy now uh, yeah. in Houston, at least for going forward. But once I took Collins. Didn't want to go that route. All right, there you go. Breakfast Bowl in the books. Let's uh, come back and let's dig into indispensable players for the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to come up with a lot of different names today. I may be wrong. Maybe internally we won't come up with that many different, but we've had a ton of different submissions on social media on other than Trevor and Josh Allen, who are the three players the Jags could least afford to lose for any period of time in the remainder of this regular season. We'll discuss that. The Chad and Sandy Real Estate Question of the Day when we return Tony's last radio segment of the week on Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. It's a Mike DeRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. All right, we are all enjoying the commentary on the YouTube chat uh, from Jack's Beach Cowboy. says, Fat Tony be looking like his dad. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Do you think Jack Speech Cowboy knows what your dad looks like? Or? I, I do not know who that person is. Your dad's a handsome man. Apparently. <laughs> Did you know this, D-Rock? This, seriously, that Tony's parents were loosely the inspiration for the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Were you aware of that? I was not, and now it makes all the sense in the it world, really does, doesn't it? Doesn't yes. It really does, doesn't it? You know? Yes. Um, I, once, uh, <laughs> I once said on... Uh, this one was a lot more believable. Mm. You know, if you've seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you realize that's stupid. Okay, <laughs> they're not international assassins. Well, we um, don't know that. Well, it exactly. Just, you know, we wink, don't. wink. I yeah. had to say that so I didn't get killed on the way home today. All right, this um, job is just to cover. I said, uh, I said years ago that um, the Andy Griffith show is loosely based on David Lamb's life story. 
growing up. Oh, jeez. In North people, Carolina. People bought that? Way oh, my God. more believable. Way more believable, yeah. though, right? Come on. Oh, it's truly more believable, yeah. though. I mean, Dave's from a little tiny town in North Carolina, right? And so, oh, yeah. we And just, you know, just say it with a straight face. Mm-hmm. People will believe just about anything. Now, when was David Lamb born? Because he's got to be, he's in his 80s now, right? I don't know. I don't know. I lamb can't chops. do the math. I don't know how old Lamb Chops is, man. But I don't know that you could have. I mean, he must have been like in his twenties then. Can you have a? <laughs> I mean, anyway, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Right on. Uh, David Lamb is seventy-eight years old, according to Google. Okay. So I don't know when uh, the Andy Griffith Show. What, what, what that would have been? In the yeah, 60s, like in the sixties. That could have been based on mm-hmm. you know because. It'd be about Opie. Uh, that, that would mean, like, Lamb would be Opie, right? 1960 was... to 68. Yeah. So, I don't think that's that far-fetched. Mm-hmm. So, what year was Lamby born, does it say? Well, it's 78. I can't so do math quickly. I can't either. That's so, <laughs> right, so 55, 48, 45? That sounds right. Right, so he'd be like 15 years old? That That's quite possible, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying, re- you know, likely. <laughs> We're spending way too much time on this, but it's in my head and I can't get it. Guarantee off. you someone heard a snippet of that conversation and thinks that we just reported that as fact. Because that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, Tony's going to give you some facts from around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Houston has placed offensive tackle Titus Howard on injured reserve because of a knee injury he suffered on Sunday against the Jaguars. Buffalo pass rusher Vaughn Miller has had a warrant put out for his arrest in Dallas due to a domestic violence case involving his longtime pregnant girlfriend who has accused him of assaulting her at their home on Wednesday morning. The New York Jets have opened the 21-day practice window for quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Detroit has opened the 21-day practice window for rookie quarterback Hendon Hooker. Cleveland quarterback Joe Flacco took the Browns' starter reps on Wednesday with Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the league's concussion protocol. Head coach Kevin Stefanski said that defensive end Miles Garrett still has a good chance to play this week. Arizona wide receiver Marquise Brown missed practice on Wednesday with a heel injury. Tight end Trey McBride didn't practice with a groin injury. Denver wide receiver Jerry Judy did not practice on Wednesday with a groin injury. Green Bay running back Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both missed practice on Wednesday. Free agent linebacker, uh, who's the guy that's going around like Shaquille Leonard? Yes, Jack Leonard. Jack Leonard. Yes, I, again, I forget names when I'm writing this stuff out. Has visited with Dallas and Philadelphia this week and is expected to make a decision about where he will sign this weekend. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson will retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles on Friday and serve as an honorary captain on Sunday against the 49ers. And week 13 gets underway tonight with the 6-5 and five Seattle Seahawks at the 8-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. At 8-15 on Amazon Prime Video, Seattle running back Kenneth Walker doubtful for tonight's game with an oblique injury. All right, thank you, Tony. Um, Google tells me Mike DiRocco is either a 51-year-old chef in Fort Myers or he passed away at the age of 77 in 1989 and Mm. buried in Rhode Island. There's no middle ground there. There's one or the other. You're one or the other. I choose the guy that's still alive. (laughs) He's a chef, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Who knew uh, that DRock was a chef? All right, let's look at today's Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, and we'll make it our 10-10 take. 10-10. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take. 
brought to you by JM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialists. All right, we asked you today, um, other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, who are the three Jacksonville Jaguars they can least afford to lose for any period of time in the last six weeks of the regular season. Somebody just answered with my exact three, so I'll give you those uh, right off the bat, and we'll read through some of the responses here coming up. But I went with Walker Little because you're already down your left tackle, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, he's he got the versatility to play anywhere, but he's your best option at left tackle. Uh, if Cam were to get back right at the end of the season, he might fit in the offensive line as a starter, might not. But I'm going to go Walker Little for now. I'm going to go Foye Luikin just because I feel like he's the glue on the defense. And, honestly, part of me feels like they could get by for a couple of weeks, right, if they needed to with Shaq Quarterman in there because the defense is playing so well. Uh, like I saw somebody mention three different offensive linemen, and you can make a pretty good case Legit. for that, right? Legit, yeah. But I want Walker Little, Foye Luikin. I'm going to go Brandon McManus as well. I mean, there, about him, there, yeah. there's just something to – the peace of mind when he goes out there. I was stunned he missed a 55-yarder. Like, you shouldn't be stunned when a guy misses a 55-yarder. He's been that good, though, that you just think, oh, 55, so big deal. The distance is almost meaningless to him. You know, he's got such a big leg that he doesn't need to try to squeeze it in there. He can just let it fly, and he's been outstanding. Outside of the two Houston games, has not missed this year, and that is such a luxury to have, I think, late in games, end of half. Anytime you need to get some points on the board. So I'm going Little, Lewican, McManus. Who you got, D-Rock? Yeah, I went with – I cheated a little bit. I went with either offensive tackle because I think they're in bad shape if, if they lose either one of those guys. Okay. Um, and then I went with – on defense, I was waffling between Foye, Lewican, and Darius Williams. Um, a lot Darius, of people mentioned him, yeah, especially Darius with Tyson out. Yeah, Darius has playing so well and with the uncertainty of um, Tyson Campbell for the next several weeks – I think Darius would got the edge for me there. There, and then the other guy, um, and I don't know how many people would have thought, but Evan Ingram, um, not having him would really hurt. They don't really have the guy behind him that creates those mismatches in the pass game as well. And I know he hasn't caught a touchdown pass. Uh, if he was six nine, he might have been able to snag that throw <laughs> from uh, Trevor the other day. Um, but I think just having him on the available and out there creates so many mismatches it opens things up for so many other guys too it, it, it to me I look at him as almost like Zay Jones having Zay Jones helps that offense be more functional um and I think Ingram's the same way Tony your three my three uh Walker Little at the top of my list Foyer Lewican and those were the two that popped in immediately like those two were easy for me to put on the list and then the third debated a bunch of guys but I think Darius Williams is playing the best corner as the best corner on the team, even when Tyson Campbell has been on the field uh, to this point. This year, this that's year. fair to say. Yeah. yeah. So I would put him for the purpose of not only are you still trying to get Tyson back, but the level at which Darius is playing this season. All right. Here's some of the submissions we got uh, Little, Oluwakin, and Zay Jones. Right. And, it, it, you know, I get the, you know, sure. Zay Jones yeah. unlocking other pieces of the offense argument there uh Tyson Campbell being out I'll go Darius Williams Aluakin and Ingram there hey Uh, smart man there Aluakin Walker and Little like I had uh I believe I no no I'm looking at a different one uh Walker Little McManus and Aluakin Aluakin uh Trayvon Walker and Walker Little okay um John said apparently Zay Jones uh (laughs) Foye Kirk and Zay uh, Walker oh, God, Little, can Foyer. you imagine this offense without Kirk and Zay? Hey, here's what, Cleveland. Like Cleveland to me, I mean, I'm excited to see what he's got, you know, uh, on a full-time Tyler basis. Tyler Chatley, step right in there. He'd be fine. 
right? He'd be fine, uh, at least for now. Uh, ETN getting some mention. Any offensive lineman, there's one there. Anton Harrison specifically uh, singled out. Sheriff getting singled out as well. More than a few mentions of McManus in here. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Roy Robertson Harris. Fortner. That's not how you say it. Every offensive lineman's been mentioned. Roy Roberts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for correcting me. Um, Several Trayvons, a lot of Foye, a lot of Darius, uh, Calvin Ridley. So all the the wide receivers have been mentioned, or the top three. All the linemen have been mentioned individually, I think, at this point in time. Yeah, uh, they've all been mentioned. Uh, A lot of love for Darius, a lot of love for Foye. They're the main guys, and some for Trayvon. Uh, on defense, uh, let's see, anybody else that stands out? Logan Cook, yeah, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I mean, he's well, very good uh, at what he does. Uh, uh, you know, I don't very even know who, at, I, I guess it would be. Go go to the street and sign a punter. Yeah, or maybe McManus for a week. I don't know. That's actually well, a good question. I don't know. If, like, in game, it might be McManus, you know, or well, if you knew he's Doug would be like, he thought yeah. I went well, for it before. Know. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we Doug, ain't punting. He'd be rubbing his palms together. All right. Uh, let's see what uh, Matt Hayes thinks the answer to this question is as we welcome in XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Uh, one guy went with Little Oluwakin and McManus, and he said Brandon or Tom. That's a toss-up. And uh, like, the good news is we got McManus-Tom uh, version coming in with us tomorrow. Uh, Matt Hayes is here right now. Hello, Matthew. Good morning, boys. How are you? Doing great. Good, good. Uh, we're asking, other than Trevor and Josh Allen, among the currently healthy players, right, who, mm-hmm. are, who are the three that they could least afford to lose for any period of time over the remainder of the regular season? Roy Robertson-Harris has got to be high. Okay. I mean, he's played unbelievable. Actually, since like the last six games of last year, he's played really, really well at high level. Okay, That's, that ends up being like a great free agent sign. Um, I think Christian Kirk is definitely one. Okay, and the other probably Foyer. Okay, he doesn't care who plays offensive line on this team. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's doesn't matter. Because of, I mean, matter. Blake I mean, Hans will I mean, be fine. At the end of the day, you just shotgun and leave somebody in to help protect if you have to, man. Okay. I mean, right? Shotgun and pray. It's that easy. We don't need an offensive line. <laughs> why like, are we? In, why just, are all these teams taking tackles look, in the first so round? There's so many guys. Just leave I'm Strange gonna, into like you know no, match protect. Bust and, match, and, Matt on that. I am. Fine. I'm gonna. Yeah. I bust no. everybody. That's that's. It is. You what, guys are concerned about the O line, huh? What I'm just saying. I was like, like any with Cam down. I think you lose Walker Little. I think it's significant. I wasn't concerned about the Cam injury because they have Walker Little. If they lost both of them, I'd be like, ooh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. going down a dark and dirty yeah. road here. Well, no, you guys just, know that, right? Just, That's no, all we're not. Mike's idea. We're, do, we're just saying, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll fully take the idea. I don't just, believe in just, any of your witch power. Trying to talk about so saying it support. doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's don't a little, bit, that that's a little dark me, for me. Let's all be happy. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it well, is the anniversary of their birth today, right? Yes, it is. It is. Let's stay away from that dark road. All right. What are you What are you doing today? We're talking Jags, man. In college football, the transfer portal opens Monday. There's all kind of rumors flying around out there, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, you know, just public service announcement, all y'all get the hell out of Gainesville. That'd be the smart move for all of you. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, and, there might be know. a couple of key no, ones actually, getting the hell out of some Gainesville. Of y'all, some of y'all want you to stick around, actually. You know, please do stick right, you around. You should want the entire roster to most stick around. Most of them. Most of them I want to stick around, you know. ETN being underutilized. Uh, Trevor, go find yourself some greener pastures, all right? Just you know, this is just me, my objective view of how things should go. With the I wouldn't be surprised if that program. happens, right? That's what they say. I don't yeah. know. 
I don't, I don't, I don't follow losing teams that closely. So. Wow. Can't tell you. All right, uh, Matt. Says the guy who's covered Impressive. this franchise for hey. like 15 years, 20 years. Not now, baby. <laughs> uh, but I didn't follow him closely then either. <laughs> he just kind of showed up. All he right. just like lights the fire for primetime right there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I like absolutely. that. That's Impressive. my job. Stirs him That's up. That's what I do. Matt, have a good show today. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, Tony's off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bulls in the semis. State championship four, semifinals, yeah. right? So uh, good luck to them and Mandarin and St. Augustine and who else is uh, – Trinity Christian. Trinity, and there's a there's another B school, right? Yeah. Bradford? Is it Bradford? I think it's Bradford, yeah. Yeah, That's baby. The five, yeah. Who knows high school football more than me? <laughs> Mike Dempsey. Truly, right? Everyone. Uh, <laughs> would be the answer to that. All right, D-Rock, what do you have cooking over at ESPN.com? I have, and I'm really excited about this story. I have a story that's going to run, I think, Monday on the Duval chant or Duval. Nice. Um, I felt, you know, the origin of it. Talked to the guys, came up with it, um, did a little history lesson for people. I mean, people watching on Monday Night Football that don't have any idea about the Jaguars, and there's going to be a lot of those people, will probably hear it and go, why are they booing their own team, <laughs> you know, when they're up two touchdowns yeah. here? Um, so I I had a really good time on that. Talked to a ton of people. Tony Baselli gave me a couple of really great quotes uh, for that, some of the players, um, Doug Peterson, some fans. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and um, I think it's going to turn out really well. Cool. All right, uh, is Easy E credited with the? Yeah, uh, he's the originator, right? Yeah, Easy E back in the day. So there you go. Way to ruin it, Demps. Ah, people know no, that. People do they, know. Well, people know that. But they, a certain they, segment of people who have read those. I mean. Uh, nationally, people don't know that. Oh, right. Like, oh, a sure. lot of people around here know it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. look, I, obviously, people are going to read that story regardless, you know, because mm-hmm. there's going to be so. a, a lot of rich detail filling in the gaps, you know. Because I, these are the money makers, and you got to keep them moisturized <laughs> right here. <laughs> the money makers. We learned that today. All right, with Mike DiRocco, uh, DRock, bad luck in the breakfast bowl, uh, but enjoy your Sunday off. What are you doing? Uh, Money dues? Oh, I'm probably either hanging Christmas lights or <laughs> uh, doing some other stuff. But Makes most sense. likely hanging Christmas lights. Or doing lights. some other stuff. One of well, those, like one stuff of those around. I mean, I got to mow the lawn, too, this weekend. The one last mow, it kind of didn't, like, stop growing as yeah. much as I thought it would. Right. I got, like, one last mow. It's supposed to be, like, be... 80 this weekend, right? Yeah, I know. So... so I can't wait to get out there and hang Christmas lights and mow the lawn and, you know. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to watch some football, fantastic. though. I'm going to watch some football. Don't worry. All right. Uh, check out Mike DiRocco at ESPN.com and at ESPN DiRocco on social media. For Tony Smith, Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening today. Thanks again for helping us raise over $265,000 for the J-Fund yesterday. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Tom McManus will join me tomorrow as uh, we get ready to send you into a Jaguar-free weekend, and we'll have a Keys to Victory Monday upcoming. That'll do it for us. XL Primetime is next on 1010XL 92.5 FM.